Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, artist, adventurer, and leadership, and you can find me at, at, at Finn Cummings. Student of leadership. Got your phone. And I'm Bo. So rusty. Uh, I'm evolving every day. Hey. Is that I, a Ben Franklin quote? No, that's, that's a Bo quote. I think that's a uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> or Jurassic World. Jurassic, yeah. Hey, I'm well, Bo, where life will find a way. So uh, <laughs> fans of the show will recognize Bo's voice. We got our man back. Hey. Everybody in uh, in household day Bo is uh, is up and running. Yep. And so we got, got him. We were able to peel him away for a little bit here to do some some Junto shows. Yep, yeah, I'm crying inside, missing my missing my son. <laughs> Are you? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, you look. You can tell. You can tell. He's so happy <laughs> knowing he's got his son back home. He's just happy to have some mature conversation right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, uh, we could we could talk about uh, diapers and. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how mature it ends up being. But uh, True. Bo, super great to see you, man. Oh, thanks. It's uh, great to have you back on the Junto show. Hey. All right. So we today is. Monday, November 26th. Is it Monday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, (laughs) November 26th, 2017. A post-Thanksgiving Junto episode. Mm. All right. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. (laughs) All right, so uh, I'm just going to get things started here. Just uh, asking you guys about your Thanksgiving. So uh, what did you do for Thanksgiving, Johnny? I went over to my girlfriend's house. Uh, my parents were out of town, so I went over there and didn't know what to expect, but the meal was quite lovely. We had a, a full-on turkey. Traditional? Uh, a little bit of both. A little, little Asian, a little um, American Thanksgiving, and just some random food on top of that. What was the random food? Uh, lobster. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, that's some pretty good things. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not too sweet. bad. Yeah. What was the Asian food? Uh, I guess some stir fried greens and then some like like collard greens or like just green vegetables. Uh, our our version of the vegetables. Oh, All right, mm-hmm. like yeah. bok choy and yeah, yeah, that okay. kind of stuff. Okay, um, and some dumplings, I believe. I think you know, that's what I, I, bet, I, ate. I bet dumplings like with turkey inside. Like if you freaked it up and made yeah. some like some crossover, some fusion Thanksgiving dumplings, I bet that'd be uh pretty nice. Hmm. <laughs> Like, Always delicious. I'll cut that out. Million dollar idea, <laughs> or like a ten thousand dollar idea yeah, for one one month a year. <laughs> uh, but so, but what'd you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, so tradition has it that uh, Allie's, uh, my wife is Allie. Uh, we go up there. We hang out with uh, a family friends of theirs, um, and so we go up there. And essentially, what I do is I I bring we bring a dish to do like a potluck thing. What'd you bring? So, mashed potatoes and sangria. Ah, nice. Mm, yep. Separate, I'm assuming. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sangria flavored mashed potatoes. <laughs> Sounds quite terrible. Uh, but, you know, you, I get up there and this, uh, the guy, they work in construction and stuff. And so I, you know, I go walk in the door and I pop down my mashed potatoes and then he hands me a Bloody Mary and he's like, here, here's a Bloody Mary. And what, it's like, what time is it now? Uh, it's like 2.33. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's uh and he, and you know Bloody Mary is like tomato juice and vodka. Yeah, disgusting. I've never had. It, <laughs> it is disgusting. I've tried it. Yeah, and you put like some hot sauce in it or something. And then on it you have uh he put uh like a skewer with like sausage and and shrimp and um ah, okay and olive with jalapeno in it. <laughs> and it was really spicy. But uh, I think that is my new Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, Bloody Marys. Wow, Bloody oh. Marys. Yeah, That's I'm, a horrible I'm, tradition. I'm gonna go on like a, like every time I go there and I have some, I'm, I'm like, I come back and I'm, I'm on a Bloody Mary kick for like, like two weeks. So uh, it's vodka and tomato juice. 
Uh, there's there's more to it, but you basically take a yeah. like it's and almost the hot like hot sauce. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like what V8 was I, made for. I, 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 I feel like some dude who invented that had a bunch of leftover stuff. So you know what? I'm just gonna put it all together. You know, and to top it all off, a uh, skewer with some sausage on it. That, that sounds Yum. like the official party drink of serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost like if Campbell's soup was a drunk, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, the, some Campbell's soup executive is, is like behind this. He spent a million dollars to like have uh, yeah. Frank Sinatra drink these back in the day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like hating them, but getting paid for it. Uh, okay. What about you, Lance? Oh, glad you asked. So, uh, I went and picked up my nephew. Uh, he, it turns out he lives like an hour away from me, and I hadn't seen him in about five years. What? <laughs> Holy cow! I know, right? I'm, I'm bad at life, but anyway. So, uh, I, and he and I drove up to uh, Atlanta to my mom's house. Nice for the most delicious cooking you've ever had. Uh, mm, okay. My girlfriend flew in, and uh, so we had good family time. Uh, ate ate good dinner. Played played games. You guys play games with the family? Yeah, we play card games. What'd you play? Uh, well, they called sevenses. Sevenses? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for more. <laughs> no, it's like when I, I don't know if I can describe it very good. It's, it's like fine. group solitaire. Uh, all right. I mean, that sounds kind of fun, actually. You play with one deck of cards or two? One. Okay. Do you play? Mm-hmm. You play any games with the, their family over there, Johnny? No, we just stare at each other. Ah, it sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and we played a uh, phase ten and um and categories. Okay. The categories game in my family is like easily twenty years old. I'm like playing it. I'm having a good time. I'm like, man, we need new games. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so the <laughs> it's funny. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, uh, this website Vox dot com listed the top sides for Thanksgiving, and like mm-hmm. I was looking through the list, like my family does not eat these things. So, Fried rice, like squid. <laughs> the, <laughs> so at Thanksgiving at my house is number one, first and foremost, the dressing. Like uh, I guess you might okay. call it stuffing or whatever, but that's, uh, like, that's well, good stuff. Yeah, was it inside the turkey or outside? No, outside the turkey. It's like, it's like turkey. Uh, Stuff in it, like turkey chunks in it or whatever. Yeah, it's like turkey and bread chunks, right? I don't know how my mom does it, but it's okay. delicious. It's like famous. She only makes it twice a year. <laughs> so the dressing, uh, candy yams, macaroni and cheese, bread. Um, sounds like sounds like ours. <laughs> okay, well, good because I, I want to see the differences right here because I'm thinking it's a race thing. That's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it. Sweet potato pie okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, cranberry, cranberry, that? cranberry sauce. Um, yeah, we do cranberry sauce, but not the pink candied cranberry. Candy cranberry? That's what you said, right? And cranberry sauce. Oh, okay. I thought you said candied cranberry. Uh, mm. Mm. Another billion dollar idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there's one more thing. Oh, greens, which I don't eat. and um, Do casseroles. We do a lot of casseroles. And green bean casserole. Green bean casserole, with corn Biscuits? casserole. Rolls? Uh, yeah, we rolls. Yeah, rolls. rolls. I bought like 10 things of rolls because mm. very important. Like You'll lose a finger in my family. <laughs> <laughs> or the rolls. Okay, so, so Bo, add to that list or subtract from that list. Uh, there's a uh, broccoli. There's deviled eggs. Um, yeah, eggs. There's, uh, I don't know if you could say like there's like three or four different types of meat. Um, yeah, yeah, turkey, ham. Tur- yeah, turkey and ham. And what else did we have? That's all I can really think of right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty standard. And well, Johnny's was all. Well, yeah, like, yeah. So when you do it with your well, family, let me let me at my parents' house at my family's house, we will add like gumbo and oh wow, and more oh, like hey. uh, well, Cajun, Cajun flavor. Yeah. Nice. So okay, didn't realize. It. So Johnny, when your parents cook, um, you know your Vietnamese, uh, do they do that type of stuff or they? No, not like? at all. It's just an excuse to get together, and there's not even turkey there normally. Oh wow. Yeah, for my parents' house, it's just straight up Vietnamese food. Okay. So the thing that, that so. Uh, Thing that caught me on this this article, it said that um, they had a uh, Brussels sprouts was a big thing. Oh yeah, we had Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, and 
meatballs. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, we, together. Uh, yeah, is that one dish or two dishes? Is well, you can make it one or two if you want. <laughs> They're pretty easy to pick apart. They were cooked separately. Cook. Oh, bloody married me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so I was like, "What Br- Brussels sprouts? People are eating that at Thanksgiving? Didn't know that." And then also uh, mashed potatoes. I don't think that we do mashed potatoes. Yeah, we really? usually do My mashed potatoes. Dad, so I don't do mashed potatoes. I, uh, I have mashed potatoes. I think that oh. I associate that. I think sweet I, potatoes. Sweet potatoes with marshmallows on it. My dad's yeah. side puts marshmallows yeah. on the sweet potatoes. My mom's side doesn't. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's my family does that. So I was like, huh, that's crazy. Yep. And uh, let me see. Okay. Well, that's an article there. Good article. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so let me see. Smooth transition into the next topic. Oh, there okay. You go. Okay. So the, uh, it's been a little while since we put out an episode. So I it just wanted it to, to check in with, with you guys here. So, so Bo, how's being a dad? It's... um. I don't know if I could accurately describe it. I would say that... You need to draw a picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I could draw a picture. You you go into it, and for the first you know month or so, there's really not that oh, much I difference. We were describing how the baby gets. Uh, <laughs> oh no 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 no! Oh man! No, not, but okay. I'm I'm saying that you go. There's a change that happens. I think, and this is conjecture because I haven't. I'm not there yet. That you go from being you know just a guy to being a father, and then eventually you know being like a dad, right? And that transition it, it takes time, yeah. Yeah. right? I feel like the dad part. Like the, the kid Later. has to has to yeah. like uh, be part of it too. Yeah. You can't you can't really be a dad right now to like your no. your blob of a child. Is there a distinction between father and dad? Yeah, well, I would wow. say it's it's kind of like okay, so you have a child, you are yeah, your dad or father, you know. But there's a distinction between that and being. Oh, it's like dad and earned good at it. Statement? Yeah, yeah, like you're a part of the child's yeah. life. Uh, like everybody's a father if you have a child. Yeah, but you're not necessarily a dad. Yeah, yeah. Until you're child. until you're the guy that's running around turning off lights, and then you're complaining about your AC, your bill, or something like that. <laughs> like don't touch your AC, boy. You know, kind of stuff. Exactly how I'm <laughs> it'll build a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say for the first, I'm still in the point where it's like pre-baby now, about the same, except I don't get as much sleep, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I can tell that you know me a year from now versus me you know you know a couple months ago or something like that probably going to be like completely different people you know oh wow so i guess we'll keep an eye out better looking no no it's no (laughs) (laughs) that's i was like thinking about and i was like this is why you don't see a bunch of like ripped buff dads you know yeah the dad bot the dad bot you heard about the dad bot? oh no yeah i know about the dad bot Yeah. yeah so i had the dad bot before I was a dad. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have the fat dad bod. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. I'll just eat more Brussels sprouts and less <laughs> uh, sausage bloody mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much all I do is, you know, like the baby, he he just kind of, he just kind of lays there and lays beside me and I'm like, well, I don't really want to do much because he's going to cry. Okay. I guess I'm just going to eat cake, you know, or some dessert or something that we have around. So I just sit there and I'm like eating and drinking and I'm just like, yeah. why did I gain 10 pounds? You know, so... I see. That's I, what I thought. Thought it was right that you could kind of, in best case scenario, you, you can't. Know. You can't really be like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. Well, okay, right. You can't go do your own thing, but yeah. like things you can do when you're just like sitting there with the kid is like play video games. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Yeah, so I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that like once I have my kid, I have a lot more time for video games. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I have a time to to <laughs> love my child and raise my child and be so like, happy. This where this conversation goes. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying okay. to figure out like what day, what Bo's day today is. You know? My, yeah, my yeah. day today is playing video games. Uh, yeah. Not not quite. I, I think uh, eating cake and playing video games. Eat, having a baby is the best thing that ever happened. Well, yes, at the baby phase, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to watch. I've been trying to watch a YouTube video that's like two hours long, 
and it's put out by the Florida Sea Grant. It's some the what? Sea Grant. It's uh, <laughs> it's out of like UF and it's uh, some Florida consortium of universities. What was it? Was it about? Uh, oystering. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like introduction to oystering and stuff. Because I was like, I was like, that sounds like a dead <laughs> hobby. I want. You know. you Teach a kid about oysters. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, so I'm trying to watch this video, and I've watched probably about ten minutes of it in like the past month, just show you how much time it takes. You know, do yeah, all sort of sit stuff. down and have some sort of focus. Well, because you sit down, you know, and I get my stuff ready, and I'm yeah. sitting down, and then you just hear, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay, well, let me go take the kid. And basically, you know, I just hold him, and then I I walk around the house, and I go. So I saw some invention that uh, was controversial, where it's a um, it's a uh, contraption that you can you can attach to a baby's bottle as you're feeding the child. Okay, and it's uh like pretty much where you can put your phone on it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, as you're feeding, <laughs> the phone is right there, and you watch the phone while the baby's feeding. Uh, you, know, you can play some YouTube videos, you can check some emails, read some articles, wherever awesome. it is. That may be worth it whenever he's a little older, but yeah, yeah, not right not now, now, maybe. But when he's solid on a bottle, yeah, yeah, that's like the best and the worst thing. Yeah, <laughs> and that that got some some hate on the internet. It was yeah. like, what kind of parenting is this? You're supposed to be paying attention to your child. Ah, the baby's right there. Yeah, yeah it's right there. Well, it's the same from? argument we had about like uh, having your phone on a dinner. Like the kid's eating. Yeah, he he has nothing to offer to the conversation. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now there there is some times when I'm like I'm like watching TV, and then you know like I'm holding him, so I'm you know I'm kind of sitting there on the couch, and he's kind of in the crook of my arm, and we're watching TV, and I'm like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> He's going to turn out and he's just going to be staring at TV like I was, you know, okay. And then I like hold him and I start to like move him to the side and his head's just kind of like following the TV. Is just like, <laughs> you know. But he, he can't make out anything. It's just all blurred to him at this age. Are you watching like adult shows? Um, yeah. Okay. No, we're just mainly watching football. That's Ah, uh, yes. Because there's no good television on. Teach him about CTE. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Johnny, what have you been doing for the last uh, little bit here? Been hanging out with you. That's right, buddy. Hey. Yeah. World travelers. Yes, we just came back from Southeast Asia. We uh, hopscotched around there, um, hit up Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, and a little bit of uh, Korea, the south one. Yeah, yeah, the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or depending on who's listening, you know. <laughs> I don't want us to get bugged. So what do you think about the trip? Uh, I had a bla- uh, great time. I don't want to say bad. I had a great time. Um, <laughs> it was super eye-opening to see those uh, other cultures and experience them firsthand. Uh it's very interesting to be in a place where, like, you don't speak the language, and so you're kind of, like, at the mercy of people's kindness and uh, relying on them to kind of, like, you know, help you out and things like that. And yeah. then, So that that was really cool. And then and, uh, strengthening the friendship with uh, the guys that I went with, too, you know, relying on mm-hmm. them, hanging out with them. You can't uh, you can't spend that much time with, strength, with too many people and, and, like, not end up hating each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was good. Um yeah. Wait, wait, so you did end up hating each other? No, no, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Better friends than no. ever. I'm winking in SOS. <laughs> 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 no, the guys are pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what did you yeah. think overall, Johnny? Overall, and then the high point for you. Overall, fantastic. I know, so there was a four of us on this trip, and it was gone. For, we were gone for two weeks. And I think for the most part, every other guy on the trip was thinking, it's a long trip. Um, it's great. But we're ready to go home. But for some reason, I thought at the end of the two weeks, I was like, 
Wow, that flew by way too fast. And I thought I had just left almost. Oh, like, that's funny. Though. I was ready to come yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it, it was like a great time, but I was done. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was ready to come back too, but the, the sensation of like, I can remember that just leaving yesterday from Orlando, you know? So, but a lot has happened. We did a lot of that trip right there. Yes. Uh, so, so, just for, so people get an idea of what we did, it's like I saw a lot of temples. Um, and we tried to do like some cultural things here and there in each of the places. So like we, we went and saw uh, Muay Thai fighting in yeah. Thailand. That was my idea. I had, okay. I had a blast. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, we saw a Cambodian circus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that circus thing was great because it was like yeah. uh, some of the people who were impacted by the, the Civil War there mm-hmm. started up a, a circus to, because like the arts got wiped out when the, the, when the military took over. Okay. And so like some of the survivors like came back and started uh, a school for like disenfranchised kids to like uh, learn arts and so like they had like uh, painters in the circus, acrobats in the circus, musicians mm-hmm. in the circus, and these mm-hmm. were all like the types of arts that the repressive government really tried to shut down. So it was cool. Okay, yeah. and there it was like all this really incredible art, right? Uh, it was actually pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed by it. I couldn't do the stuff like uh, I didn't know the voice get a little higher pitch there. Well, I mean, he's yeah, I can like was it a Picasso or whatever? But like even Picassos or, or I don't know, like if you name the ten top artists of all time. And showed me their art. I think half of it was crap, right? So if you're like, "Oh, it was a super good art," like these, they, they were talented artists, and I was impressed by them. Okay, but it's it's really subjective. Like you know, I don't know, yeah. does it belong in, in a museum? Like I've been to museums and I've seen everything. I've seen like just like a painting of a straight up square. Yeah. <laughs> so like the difficulty level of it is it's really good square. <laughs> is so, I don't know. So say any particular deep thoughts or takeaways from you, Lance? Something you learned about yourself? Uh, about myself. Hmm. I mean, not so much. No, that's not what I was going there for. I will say, so, like, one of the things I picked up, and it's kind of an experience I've had even in the States. Like, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a few Uber drivers who have been, like, from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, talking to the guys, and they're like, oh, man, our government's so corrupt. It's so crazy. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, ours, too. He's like, nah, man, it's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, right. So then you know, I'm talking to the yeah. Uber driver from some other country, and he's, like, so geeked to be in, in the United States. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I used to be a lawyer in Venezuela, and now I'm doing this, and, man, I wouldn't trade it. And I'm like, man. And, you know, so you, as you probably know, I hate on the country a little bit. You know, I love the country, but I wanted to, I wanted to do to do better. But seeing it through the lens of somebody else, yeah. like, yeah. So that was one one experience that, like, other people are, like, really happy. I'm happy to be here, too, but, like, you know. But then seeing how some of the poorer countries live or whatever. Perceive the United States, yeah. Well, well, one, how they live, and then, two, how they perceive the United States, yeah. right? Like, just seeing, you know, it's like, I was really blessed to be born into, like, a, a middle-class family. And, oh, and yeah. also to, like, just yeah. be born in the United States versus, like, being born anywhere else. Because yeah. the United States has its laws, and, you know, and I'm still trying to fight to make things better. But good grief. It's it's better here from my perspective than in a lot of the, the rest of the world. Cause it's, oh yeah. It's yeah. hardcore out there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's probably my, my thing. You? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, uh, I told you this where I was surprised that my Vietnamese language skills actually, um, worked well enough. I can actually converse with some of the Vietnamese people yeah. that we were hanging out with. It came in handy cause there was like some late night <laughs> things we had to do. <laughs> like we had to we like get, get in taxis and boats and things. We get smuggled onto an island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, uh, I trust, Johnny, he like booked this, and he's like talking to the guy, and I'm just like getting on a boat. I'm like, I hope they take me to the to the to the luxury island and not to the brothel to like to go work in the brothel. Well, like, so so my language skills did get better during the trip. And, and by the way, we're in North um, Vietnam area, right? So yeah. the accent there's a slightly different accent, which is hard to understand. Um, but how do you say hello? Hello in Vietnamese? Jiao, Jiao. So like the the North Vietnam is like Jiao, South Vietnam is like Jiao. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's like my uh, Southern, Southern American. <laughs> That's good, yeah. So, so not so by the end of the Vietnam portion, I was warmed up my Vietnamese, so a little bit better. But the first time I used my Vietnamese skills on this trip was to ordering lunch for the guys. <laughs> And it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, like what, what? You just get bamboo shoots or something. So like, so like Johnny, you know, did all this like ordering in Vietnamese, and I was like, man, so impressive. And then like after the lady read it back to him, he started pointing at the menu real hard, and I was like, I feel like <laughs> something's being lost in translation here. And, and and even then, the food when it finally came out, I was like, huh, all right, I guess I uh, didn't quite order that, but I, it's do food. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a little bit of a gap between what Johnny yeah. was expecting and what came out, but okay. it was good though. Yeah. Overall, food. do they do the same thing? I, I, you know, I've only been to China, so where every time you have a meal, you get like a little thing of a hot tea. Uh, you don't get the ice cold water. No, no, no not really. No, not hot. To- I got a lot of towels, a yeah. lot of like cold towels. towels brought to us. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what to do with them. I was just like, all right, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was both fancy and confusing at the same time. <laughs> so, should I like put it over your face <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, and, and like I look back and like the, uh, the the desk clerk is like laughing at me, <laughs> no, and they're like, no, 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 I do this. Yeah, uh, a lot of bowing too. It was cool. A uh, really good trip overall. A lot of what bowing? Oh, bowing. Well, okay. in in Cambodia and Thailand, Thailand. and uh, Vietnam, there's a lot of bowing. Okay. In, in Korea, they were too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, do they? Is it? It's Buddhist countries, right over there. They're, yeah. Buddhism is their their main religion. Do they? Yeah. Do they do the thing? I don't know if it's Buddhism or Taoism. They have the little incense. Yeah, the incense in the temples. Okay. Did y'all do any of that? We we didn't do it. We saw it. Okay. Yeah, I saw them doing it. Like yeah. I didn't. I don't know what the rules are. I don't want to like. I don't know if it's like respectful. Yeah. If I'm being disrespectful for not mm-hmm. putting incense in the thing with uh-huh. when I'm at the temple, mm-hmm. you don't want to be insensitive. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat that. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Right? <laughs> in the segment. In the segment. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with the news. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Bo. Lance. I'm Johnny. All right, so we're going to get, uh, do our first hot take news. Hot takes. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Hot takes. Yeah. Hot takes. <laughs> I already have a sound effect. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be more like a fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tesla announces its electric semi-truck. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, this is this right here, my friends, is going to be a game changer. Uh, aside from teleportation, I was like, I've always said whoever can like improve yeah. on the eighteen wheeler situation in the United States is going to be a multi multi billionaire because it's like. So, so I don't understand why are their stocks still dropping. I guess I, I guess I should read uh, about production this. production hits. Yeah, they're not able to. They're not able to meet demands with the Model Three. I think. Yeah. Oh jeez, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about all that, but like. Once it's all up and running and they get get it figured out, yeah, it's this uh this semi truck. If they if it's what they say it's going to be, mm-hmm. change the game, buddy. So the specs on the semi truck says uh it has no transmission, so it's going to require a lot less maintenance. It's based on the Model Three um uh system, like the engine. I want to say mm-hmm. so. I think it's got like two or three Model Three engines. So mm-hmm. maybe if they're having issues with that, that that might be a big issue. Mm-hmm. But it says it can go five hundred miles on a charge and go from zero to sixty in five seconds. And yeah. five seconds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they 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 did the little uh, video like comparing the two. They're like, this is this is semi our semi versus their semi fully loaded, and it was like you know night and day. Yeah, so. and uh, it can go to sixty miles an hour in twenty seconds, carrying eighty thousand pounds. Yeah, that was the 
that was a video. I, they saw. Yeah, yeah, I assume that's a lot. I assume that's fast. So, <laughs> so is Elon Musk the the most innovative man out there these days? Uh, like, unless there's some dude in some other country killing it that I don't know about. Yes, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would consider him. Like, I'm thinking like innovative, right? Mm. I would say he is the best ex- executing innovation. Well, like who's number one then? Well, so I think that you can say that all the stuff that he's been looking at is is not really new technology, right? Yeah, it's ah, new stuff, man. I don't yeah. know, man. That, 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 I think it's new stuff. Once you count, like, I'm just saying, if it's not him, then who is it? Because he's got, like, SpaceX under his uh, belt. Yeah. The the Teslas are easily the most mm-hmm. innovative cars on the road mm-hmm. that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Solar City. What was that? With those uh, roof uh, solar panels. Oh, really? I don't even know about that. Oh, uh, it looks amazing. Yeah, they did the Puerto Rican Children's Hospital. Oh. Before the hurricane or after? After the hurricane. So yeah, they... They they put the solar farm out there. I think it was them that did for the Puerto Rican Children's Hospital. Yeah. And then, you know, they're talking about upping Puerto Rico's, you know, electric grid and adding a whole bunch of solar panels and so on. Yeah. Boom. Because, well, one, yeah. Puerto Rico needs it. And then, two, uh, like, get it going. That's like, I, I think if Steve Jobs was still alive, that might give Elon Musk a run for his money between the two of them. Yeah. I, th- there's Jeff Bezos out there, but I don't put him in the same league I'd put, as Elon Musk. I'd put, like, a Elon Musk at his best. Way above Steve Jobs at his best, and I think Steve Jobs is a beast. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. This, this thing Jeff Bezos. I mean, that was the name. It Musk is doing because he's got yeah. he's got his hand in space. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like solar power, which I think is a big deal, and also yeah. cars, like all transportation. Yeah, and, and at his best, Jobs was only doing one thing. It was like you know, but Jobs was an innovator in terms of I mean, fusing uh, music to communications to yeah, just you know, just. He, I think he was also reaching more than one industry. Yeah. 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 Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Maybe you could say Elon Musk is more like a, if you were to go back a hundred years, right? Turn of the century, you were looking at like Ford and Rockefeller and, you know, these people that were, you know, they, they called them titans of industry because they basically, you know, created, uh, you know, like the rail system mm-hmm. and, you know, main, mass manufacturing and stuff like that. You could probably liken what Musk is doing to them, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen a person like Musk in, you know, 70 years or something. Yeah. So, I like the reference in the Star Trek Discovery TV show. <laughs> yeah, go Did on. you remember this? Did you see this scene yet? Uh, I don't know where you're going, so go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a throwaway line. The The captain was giving, like, some sort of speech saying the the human evolution. And you know, it was just reciting, like, the well-known um, innovators. Like, Newton, Einstein, uh, Elon Musk. These are all people. Like, <laughs> yeah, just kinda cool. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I think uh, I think it's going to be a big, a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, but the big thing that that was in that was the economics of it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? That was the part of it. It was day one. It's cheaper for you to own a Tesla semi than a traditional semi. Mm-hmm. Day he, one. He said uh, he did not reveal a price for the truck on stage, but claimed it would wind up costing twenty percent less per mile than a diesel truck yeah and so you know what they do in australia with semis right yeah they do semi my australia <laughs> semi truck <laughs> yeah. industry they turn them into coral reefs <laughs> a, a, a kangaroo kicks it <laughs> at the origin <laughs> yeah they just go crikey that's a big sim one <laughs> um no Throw they do the outback. they do uh semi trains right so they take which you know actually to uh-huh. me kind of makes sense they take a semi and then they just like you know have six semis just kind of I don't know, uh, <laughs> strapped to each other or something like that, one by one, and they just kind of drive this gigantic long 
train of, of semis. Because they're drafting up each other. Yeah. Same concept. Are like they like biking. tied together? Like physically tied together? I, or think they're like, fi- I think they're physically tied together. I'm not, they're either that, or, but they're essentially, that's what they're doing. They're just drafting up yeah. each other. Just yeah, like, that makes a big difference. Like bigger, yeah. more than I would have thought. Like I, yeah. I tested on my car oh, with yeah. like my uh, my instant miles per gallon thing or whatever. And I'm like, oh, hmm, this is very dangerous. Yeah, I've drafted riding my bicycle behind Bo, and it is a big difference. Oh. <laughs> I pretty much just stop pedaling. He just pulls me in the vacuum behind him. <laughs> they say it's a big deal, like on the Tour de France or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, it can't be, but it obviously is. They oh, have they big. have teams of riders just to draft their main rider. Yeah. Right? And like the other three dudes on like the American team are just there to make um, Lance Armstrong win. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, crazy. I don't understand the physics, but yeah. Well, well, the the other thing that I was gonna say with Musk and the semis is if you do the semi train here in the United States, it's actually cheaper than rail. He said. Oh. So. You know, like I was when I said that, I was like, man, I bet like, you know, was it CSX and like BNSF, the two rail mm-hmm. guys that I know around here, they're, they're probably like, oh, oh, Musk is coming <laughs> for us. Yeah, he comes up missing. He's coming for everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We just got Amazon is uh, looking for a new headquarters for its, uh, its headquarters. Oh, yep. man. Titusville, Florida. Titusville, Florida. <laughs> is, it, is it an option? No. Oh. <laughs> I heard, so I heard Jacksonville. I think that was a conversation that we had up there. Jacksonville's looking. I don't know if they're getting a headquarters or just getting a di- distribution center. It's, it's some. It's a, it's some big Amazon thing, and like yeah. cities are like fighting yeah. to, to throw money at Amazon yeah. for this. I'd say so. I I hope Orlando's giving a really good bid for it. Uh, that Orlando <laughs> doesn't make any sense. You Race need, to the bottom. You, it's either going to be like it's Chicago, right here, working Atlanta. Exactly. That's not a good thing. It is a great thing. No. Yeah. Not. It is. No. All these places are, are giving up all of this stuff for this place, and uh, like. I don't know. Show me yeah, the. You got to think about the net, the the net sum of this whole thing. Yeah, we're giving them a lot, but they're bringing tons of jobs, tons of innovation, tons of stuff here to the community. Yeah. In the net uh, sum of the thing, like it's a way bigger boom for yeah. the. Would you city. Would you like it? Let's say Amazon moves to Orlando, right? And all the people that were working at Walmart for eight dollars an hour are now working at Amazon for twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. Would you go good or? poo-poo that idea well that's not how one that's not how it works but two that's good and then three okay. unless the amazon i mean the walmart shuts down there's still gonna be people working at walmart for eight dollars an hour yeah yeah and it would be the people that were, were unable to be working at walmart right so if walmart didn't Who's have that? well so I mean, maybe true. there are you know a group of people that that can't work at walmart right that if the good people that went to walmart went to amazon then they would have to backfill those with other people and hopefully those other people would be like yeah. I'm thinking of people who really hate their job, like they work for McDonald's or Burger King or something. For seven dollars, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go to Walmart for eight fifty. I'm, not, it's I'm, also not, I'm not against Amazon yeah. like moving to a, yeah, a place. Man, why you not? Ha- why you hate That's on good. Amazon? And I don't know what the solution is, but this thing where it's like you have the entire country like fighting to throw things at you, and so you end up just like getting paid to go to a place is not. It's unsustainable. Like uh, John Oliver did a whole thing about it. It's, it's but, but it's not sustainable. But. He, he, in the in the long run of the of the scenario, it is a game. No, I, I think that's what it maybe, is. Well, maybe it's well, just like the, Am, the Amazon is a uh, is probably a sure bet that it's going to be a net positive. But yeah. they're not the, like there's lots of companies getting like money thrown at them. Sure, and that's like that, all the time that that fail, and then so that the, the, the cities like, end up being screwed. This is exactly like dating. That's, that's, that's all. it. <laughs> <laughs> Economic dating. Okay, okay. So it's just like dating because we got a whole bunch of first dates, right? As a guy, you got to pay for the dinner. You got to do a lot of the upfront stuff, right? And you hope in the long run it pays off. Because when you do meet that, that one, all that investment, all that wooing you did, 
will pay off because now you have a long-term partner for life. Yeah, yeah, but like the society isn't paying for your dates, whereas in this case, society is paying for these random companies. To, yeah, to it's 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 like a it's like a group date that we're all on, living in Orlando. Okay, go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want all of us to go on this group date, and we all want to woo, you know, this Amazon uh, lady to come stay. Well, look, I don't know. This, uh, I would say, say I don't know a solution, but it's not. I don't like the way it's going. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that there is a cost benefit analysis to everything, right? Yeah. You know, as a person negotiating for Amazon to come to your area, you would. What I would do is I would say, where has Amazon gone to? Yeah. And I would say, okay, if Amazon goes there. Not only Amazon usually goes there, but some other companies go there, yeah, right? Yeah. There's a whole industry that comes. There's a whole industry. Supply there's, chain. Yeah, yeah, there's Amazon is probably worth courting, yeah, but like they're yeah. doing this uh, for a lot so, of different companies. So, yes, yeah, well. yeah, so don't get me wrong. If I was the mayor, a buddy Dyer of Orlando, I'm not going to roll out the red carpet for every company. I've got to like look at your track record and see, hey, yeah. what's the likelihood of success for this business? You know, and what kind of business is it to begin with? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I'm officially uh, like 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 if Enron's coming. I don't know, bad bad example maybe. Yeah. It was like, eh, well, maybe I won't run well, all It's a great example because they were great at first and then they weren't. Well, I, I will say that you can look at cities who have done this and cities who have not done this, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I come from a small town. Small town does not want to do any of this kind of stuff because they kind of like being a small town, at least the people yeah. that kind of own it. Interesting. Yeah, and so that... That that city is never going to go above a certain you know economic threshold. They're not going to ever get above a certain you know domestic domestic product. You know yeah, their, yeah. their worth is not going to go. But another company like Atlanta or something like that is city, going to make yeah. a large investment into yeah. their corporations. They're going to make large investments into their roads and their other infrastructure. And that's when these companies start going in. Like one of the biggest investments Atlanta probably did was making it a hub for movies uh no like time warner and like uh there's like an airport hub that's there right yeah delta yeah delta they probably they probably spent a whole ton of money wooing delta in there and that was probably like a huge benefit to them now that they're probably actually going to get amazon because they have all this transportation uh stuff set up for basically the whole entire southeast and and i imagine Atlanta did the same thing for medical city that we have yeah with all those uh hospitals um, uh, uh, co-located together in a nice vicinity, because mm-hmm. and the way that worked out was the the real estate company gave the land for free to all these hospitals, right? You're like, well, why would they give it to free to UCF, Nemers, the VA, and so forth? The whole idea being, once a hospital comes, all those people who work there, high paying jobs, usually doctors, nurses, and so forth, yeah. will come live there, and boom, now you have shopping industries. Um, residential areas, all that stuff, and that and the real estate company made more money on, on those things than they did on the, the initial investment right there. <sighs> Plus, it's good-paying jobs. Yeah, it, it's... So, I, I would say on the balance of things, I think it's being skewed too much towards uh, corporate giveaways. Yeah, I would say... That's probably my main point. I would say, as you as a... It, like, okay, let's say you're mayor of City A or you're mayor of, uh, of, a, of a county, right? You have a certain number that you're going to go up to Right negotiation. You have you have done the math, right? Hopefully, you've done the math smart. Right? You, yeah, I, you, I would do the math. <laughs> you would do the math smart, and you you say, okay, we're going to negotiate with this as our as an offer. If you if if we put this out there and you accept right. it, then we have a a pretty good chance of you know in the next ten years making our money back and then keep growing and stuff like that. Yeah, and and that's kind of how you would I would think that you would approach it. Yeah, I don't know. 
It's, always, it's, always, it's always a little bit of a gamble, too. This is all of a business, right? So I got to go in with my best bid, and maybe I bid a little too low, and boom, I... I yeah. I, and the other thing is you'd have, to, you'd have to kind of put into the stipulation. Yeah. Let's say you win the bid. I would be like, okay, well, you know, for us to make it work for both of us, you have to stay here for five to six right. years. You can't just, you know, yeah. up and leave after like three or four yeah, years. Yeah, but you can do that, though. Like companies can, I don't know, file bankruptcy. I guess you can do it, but yeah. I don't know. That's weird. If they want to file bankruptcy, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right. So, uh, next topic: <laughs> uh, authorities evacuated tens of thousands of people from 224 points on the Indonesian island of Bali this weekend after the eruption of Mount Argung. Agung. Uh, so some volcano erupted in, in Bali. It's a, uh, I don't know, spewing crazy ash into the air there. Awesome. So it's a uh, look out for that. <laughs> I don't. Know, I feel like I feel like <laughs> awesome. I hear about. Cr- That's cool. Well, I no, think it's cool. No, it's it's not cool. cool. It's not cool for the residents, but yeah. it's cool. Yeah. I'm sure the, pretty, the pictures are pretty, but no, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a bad thing. I just oh. think, I just hate, like, every so often I'll, like, be searching Twitter, and I'll, like, I'll see some horrible thing that happened in the world. Like, man, like, there was a huge earthquake in, like, Iraq or something, or Iran or something like that. I didn't yeah. even hear about it. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't hear about that? No, right? Oh, yeah. Y'all were jet sent around the world. Right? No, that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I hate, I don't know. So, like, I want our audience to be more informed than, than me. Okay. Uh, let me see what we got here. Oh, political reports that the, uh, presidential administration is leaning towards naming Thomas Brunel, a Texas professor with no government experience, to the top operational job at the U.S. Census Bureau. Uh, Brunel, a political science professor, has testified more than a half dozen times on behalf of efforts to redraw congressional districts and is the author of a 2008 book titled Redistricting and Representation, Why Competitive Elections Are Bad for America. (laughs) (laughs) And he will be running the census. Okay. So look out for that. (laughs) I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, you know, you listen to that stuff and you're like, it's as bad and worse. But why why put that into the title of a book? (laughs) (laughs) Like at least, at least make me dig for it in the content of the book. I I really, I really hope it's, it's, (laughs) yeah, I really hope it's. You know, maybe it's like a eye-catching thing. Yeah. You know, maybe there's something beyond that. I don't know. I, 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 by the way, don't have a problem with the guy having zero experience. Uh, I would say I I'd have happens. Him, I think it happens all the time. Yeah, I would yeah. say that I would like him to have experience in a yeah. similar thing. Yeah, you, yeah. you'd hope so. You'd, you'd hope so. If he was a lead of an operations center or something. I feel like if he had no experience but was like, uh, I agreed with him on stuff like that, yeah. I'd be a lot more forgiving. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, of so course. Yeah, I, I think, I think both, both, the minister, both sides of the party do this all the time. They come in. Mm, I don't know they, about that one. They do it all the time. They, they, they appoint people into offices that have like zero experience prior, but they did us favors because they supported them during the election. It, it's a known thing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Depending, fine but not, not necessarily top positions. Like, like Top ambassadorships to yeah. countries. Am, ambassadorships are different. Like Ambassadorships do, that's historically just gone to people's friends, whatever, but like, Trump's uh, energy secretary was like a nuclear physicist, like a Nobel, almost a Nobel laureate or whatever. And then Rick Perry, who's got like an animal science degree, is the dude that's doing it right now. So I don't. It's I, close. It's <laughs> real close, man. You know when you put it like that. <laughs> I taxidermied four squirrels. <laughs> I figured I, that teaches me how nukes work. Uh, that's funny. All right, so man, I got a freaking ad on this thing here, but. National National Geographic released its study on the 25 (laughs) happiest cities in America. So, can you guys guess what number one? Uh, Happiest city in America? Probably Honolulu. Happiest cities in America. Does that be like a major type city? Right. Uh, It's gonna be some small town we never heard of. Yeah, now you've heard of these. You heard of these cities? Okay. Uh, So Honolulu is probably top ten. I'm thinking. Let's see. I'm gonna say uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah. Uh, uh, Number one, Boulder, Colorado. Oh, it's close. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, number one is the happiest city, Boulder. Number two, let's come on here, just freaking website. Santa Cruz, okay, California. 
Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh. Yeah, so uh, that's what they're, that's the number one thing they're known for. Okay. It's how happy they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. So Colorado is representing uh, Mother City, San Jose, Provo, Utah. No Honolulu? I thought Hawaii was always up there. Anchorage, Alaska? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nobody uh, bothers them up there. Some of the Russians. It's like hell. <laughs> uh, here we go. Naples, Marco Island, Florida is number 11. Okay. Uh-huh. First Florida place. Let me just see if I can find that. Uh, man, a lot. Of, oh, Honolulu, number 15. Okay. So, all right. I thought it was really higher. Never mind. Yeah, it's basically all California and uh, Colorado. And Colorado. <laughs> Austin, Texas, number What 25. about uh, Seattle? No, not no Seattle up there. But I think it's actually pretty mm. sad because of like, the bad. Uh, the weather, the gloomy weather. Yeah, the gloomy weather. Mm. All right. So, I think that's all we got for the for hot right. take news. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Breaking, oh. breaking news. Sorry. Uh, uh, Time Magazine called to say that we were pr- that the Junto show was probably going to be named Podcast of the Year. <laughs> you but, can't resist it. <laughs> but we would have to agree on an interview and a major photo shoot. Yeah. I, I said, probably, that's no good. I took a pass. Thanks anyway. Hey, hey. I want to be. No, nope, I'm sorry. I make the choices for this thing here. They contacted uh, me. <laughs> so, so, I'm not taking probably for an answer. <laughs> for all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> uh, okay, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And uh, I'm Bo. We're still a little rusty here, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah right. Right. still get the kinks out. Right. But we're going to do our world-famous pop culture segment right now for you guys. <laughs> pop into Bobo video. <laughs> that, that, that'd be cool with that coming back. Uh, VH1? Yeah, yeah pop okay. culture. All right, so, uh, so what are you guys watching, reading, uh, imbibing? I am really still into Master of None. What do you mean still into it? It's taken me a long time to get this far. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're newly into it, but I'll, I'll take that. So, uh, you finished season two? Uh, almost. I only got like a couple more episodes of season two. So, catch up, folks. Uh, Master of None is starring um, Aziz Ansari. Thank you. And it's a uh, lot of uh, half hour comedy uh, sitcom about uh, this character's life, his character's life, and his friends. Um, he starts off as a comedian and he goes through a lot of relationship type uh, scenarios as well as just some uh, soul searching life stuff mixed in with all of his humor and it's hilarious a lot of uh, minority and uh, immigrant type I don't know if it's humor hilarious but it's, it's definitely like uh, entertaining I, I wouldn't call it hilarious like I think Kimmy Schmidt and Sturdy Rock are hilarious I crack up laughing at those I don't crack yeah, up laughing so I love Master of None but I don't crack up laughing at so it. I guess with like Sturdy Rock is more of like joke 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 with Master of None it's like there's a story but there's a lot of humorous elements within it too yes mm-hmm. Yes. yes, and yeah, it's like it's really about relationships. So like the fact that you weren't watching it was like I was like, man, Johnny's really missing out on this show that was kind of built for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so what have you? I, guess, I mean, it's been out for a while here, so we can kind of go in depth about it a little bit. So, uh, what do you think about the way the the arc is going so far, and then how do you think it's going to end? Um, I think well, it's popular enough that we can talk about it a little bit. Right? Yeah, I think we can talk have about you about seen it. it both? I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, I I. I so, liked how Aziz actually had his parents in the show. Do you mind about spoilers? No, no, because I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, so. you know, it's an interesting. One. Let me let me get Bo's uh, reaction to Master of None because, as a minority yeah. in the United States, I identify with some of the jokes and some of the concept that yeah. the Master of None is presenting. Well, I only watched an episode and a half, so you know. <laughs> All right, and this was, and this was like over six months ago. Gotcha. Yeah. It, but any any feedback? I thought it was it was good. It was You're not good. at it was not at the threshold where it was better than 
like Game of Thrones, where you know, like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the, is that the threshold? No, no, I'm just saying it's I'm not sorry. enough killing. Not sorry. enough killing. Or just, it's not the best show on TV, so I can't watch it. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying a dragon to pop out of nowhere, but no, <laughs> it's not the threshold where I can knock off something else. You know, to watch yeah, but, Master of yeah, yeah. But Game of Thrones good grief. But. I know. So, so was Ma- Master of None, though, were you able to identify with the show? Like, it wasn't too niche in terms of, like, hey, here's what a life of a minority goes through. No, I would say that it probably, for me, it, it kind of, I was thinking of it the, the life of someone who lives in a city more than a minority. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. interesting. Yeah. Okay. And if anything, I think, uh, and not to speak for white people, but I think they probably would get a kick out of, like, seeing that particular. Uh, you know, strand of life or whatever. It's like a, I don't know. Like if we, people read novels to experience other parts of the world that they don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, think they, they wouldn't experience in real life. So I think, uh, I think, I think it's, a, I think it's a feature, not a bug. I think it is a feature, but I think people in general are more inclined to like the stuff that is more like them. Mm-hmm. And it's a smaller minority of people, not minority, minority, but minority yeah. of people that were actually inquisitive enough to actually try to look beyond their um their similarities there's something to that uh but i think it's i think it's i tweak it a little bit right so it's like i definitely wouldn't like i enjoy atlanta more than the average show because it's yeah. like about like black people or whatever so mm-hmm. that, there's something to that true and i enjoy crushing tiger more than the average person <laughs> probably <laughs> right so there, there's something yeah. to that but at the same time i i also like i used to watch girls <laughs> when, oh you watch it with is that lena dunham, dunham or something yeah I'm, I'm way off the lena dunham thing now but yeah. years ago it was fine and i got i was like it was almost like uh reading national geographic to like read about like a foreign speech. <laughs> <laughs> okay i was like man this is what people are doing out here is like being a rich kid rich white girl in in new york it's like it's crazy to me what's going on so like i was interested in that or like how you watch keep it up the kardashians because it's like you're, you're so different than these people or like honey boo boo don't look at me when you say those things. <laughs> <laughs> or like a person watches that. I think part of watching it is like you're seeing something that you would never experience personally. And like, and that is the benefit of watching it. Okay. Yeah. So there's both things are true. So like Black Honey Boo would be, would be the best. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, Master of None is your thing there. Uh, Bo, you watching anything uh, Anything new? Uh, what are you consuming these days? Consuming. Well, these days, not much really. I'm just kind of more of kind of TV and entertainment is kind of background noise. Um, but I, I played some games. I played uh South Park. Oh, the uh, fractured butthole. Yes, the fractured <laughs> butthole. Um, and think? I thought it was, it was a very. Is I thought the story was actually really good. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's too high on the South Park uh, bandwagon, but uh, you know, I thought the story was about as good as you could do for almost like just a regular superhero story. I've heard good things about yeah. it. Are you? I forget. Are you a PS4 guy or a uh, Xbox guy? It's a PC. Ah, because I was like, I was thinking yeah. the other day, I was like, I kind of want to get some games from both. Oh uh, well, yeah, it was because I had some PS4 games, but basically, I've been I go on Steam and I uh, pretty much, you know, I'll download and play some games or stuff like that. So uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot of isometric RPGs. What's, which, I, what's isometric RPG? Uh, you Diablo? Have you played Diablo? Nope. Two? Yeah. yeah. It's you play Diablo three, right? Where I have Diablo three, and I've played it for all the fifteen minutes. Okay, yeah. Well, so you're you're Great a guy, and it's like you're I don't know, almost like a floating at one camera perspective as he kind of walks around in this world. So and what's the goal of this person in the in this world? Is there a dinosaur somewhere in this? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, was it dinosaurs? 
I don't remember <laughs> if there was. Uh, there could have been. There's creatures. I wonder what the thing it actually is, though, that he's thinking it might be a dinosaur. It might not be. <laughs> or, uh, or it could be both just still scarred from that memory <laughs> of the dinosaur. <laughs> no. Well, so, yeah, isometric Diablo 3 would be like uh, Grim Dawn or um, uh, Path of Exile or something like that. Uh, and the dinosaurs would be these um, snake creatures with arms that spit venom at you. And I think can control <laughs> your mind or something like that. So. <laughs> So that's uh those are the those are the games that I've been playing. Uh, haven't really been doing uh, too much else. So. Oh, that's okay. You have a baby. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're actually raising a human being right now. Doing so. the Lord's work. Yes, please. <laughs> so uh, focus on the baby and make a good human being out of the person. So we had a lot of long flights going uh, to and from Asia and around various Asian flights. So I, I definitely cleaned out like all of the things that uh, United had on their uh, watch list there. Yeah. So I saw War for the Planet of the Apes, which I absolutely loved. That is one of my favorite franchises in yep. all of uh, media. Fantastic. Um, there's a lot of parallels in there that uh, I think are really interesting. Uh, when, like when Caesar was like chained up and getting whipped as a slave, and I was like, ah, yes, this is this is horrible and great at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I actually saw Cars three, which was really good. Really, I cr- I cried and cried and That's cried. You didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watching Cars three. Uh-huh. Uh, so watch that with your kid when you can appreciate it. Okay. Um, see what else I watch. I watched. Uh... Daddy, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> Will you cry in front of your son? Uh, no. I'm just gonna, I'm I'm just gonna like cover his eyes, <laughs> and then like <laughs> hand him to my wife, and then run in the other room. There you go. He won't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you'll feel, feel some type of way about this, Johnny, but I watched uh, the Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie. I did too. Hey, what you on, think? on the plane. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, these DC animated movies are getting more adult. Yeah, it was super because it, it was it was great because it was it was built for us, right? Yes, because it was the Batman the animated series like style of cartoons like Bruce Tim style. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. they were like cursing and banging. Yeah, <laughs> banging. Is that like the early nineties yeah. animation style? Yeah, it was the early nineties. Yeah. It was like updated or whatever, but it was definitely like that design. There's a joke in there. I thought about you. I was like, oh, Lance is getting a kick out of this, which was the whole plot of the movie was Poison Ivy and. I don't know who that green druid. Yeah, like not swamp thing. It was some random. Yeah, anyways, swamp, swamp their, thing rip off. their their evil scheme was to because human is uh, polluting the earth too much that they're just gonna turn every human being into a plant based mm-hmm. um, uh, organism. Okay. Therefore, they have to care about the environment. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. It's well, it's, this is a blot, right? So, but then Har- Har- Harley Quinn makes jokes like, "Hey, you know, maybe you should think of other other means to get what you want, like voting Democrat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, Harley, I love you so much." <laughs> good old Harley Quinn. Uh, so I watched that. It was a uh, really good. Um, I feel like there was a couple of other things I watched. Uh, I don't know. Good, good stuff all around. Movies are pretty. Oh, some things I did watch that were terrible. So those are good. Uh, I. Unrecommend whatever the opposite of recommend is. <laughs> unrecommend, okay. Um, the Dark Tower. Here's our unrecommend Aww. segment. Really, <sighs> bruh, it was it, bruh. Gar- I, I saw it too on the plane too. Garbage, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I I came in with the lowest expectation for those movies, and it, it, it only clocked in at about an hour and a half, which is good, and it was barely enough to uh, to write out the hour and a half. Ugh, gross. It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was bad. It just helped, but you need a new agent. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think I watched something else that was bad. Um, name terrible movies. <laughs> Not playing. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's uh, all. Uh, oh, actually, I've been watching The Gifted. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. About uh, halfway through there. And then I watched all of the available Star Trek Discovery because it's, 
It's available on Netflix overseas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. fantastic. You go overseas, download all the episodes, and you can watch them. Yeah. It, it you had to like, pay for it in the huh. States, but it was available on Netflix. I watched it. And I love it. Yeah? I think, You're uh, loving it? I love it. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And I I used to watch Next Generation but and maybe Deep Space Nine, so I watched some Star Trek stuff. Yeah. But I don't consider myself like a Star Trek dude, but um, it's a good show. It's a good show. So, I think uh, Sonequa Martin-Green's doing a great job. And other people, so, too. <laughs> so this Star Trek Discovery show is quite a departure from other Star oh, Trek okay. um, shows because it's more gritty. It's got more of a um, uh, controversial characters as far as them not getting along with jo- each other at times and such. But still a great show. Just a little different from all the other Star Trek type shows. Whereas the Orville, which I've recommended on this uh, podcast several times, and I still do. It's still <laughs> a good show. is actually surprisingly more along the lines of a classic Star Trek type show. Just mixing with a lot more humor in it. Yeah. So, still recommend the review. And on one of the recent episodes I watched, and again, I was thinking about you, Lance. <laughs> Sorry, Bo. That's okay. Um, they, uh, you know, they uh, were encountering this situation. I don't want to give away the ending kind of thing. The situation where one of the crewmates were just walking down the hallway in the in the spaceship, mm-hmm. and they see a clown. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and, the, and the crewmate's like, what is going on? And the clown starts doing like the it movement, like starts oh, yeah. jumping around all shaky like and starts running towards the person. Nope. Oh, nope. Beam, oh. beat me up. <laughs> oh, it was it was hilarious, right? Because that person, that crewmate, thought like I must be like um, like out of my mind, right? Okay. They pulled the the security footage camera. There really was a clown <laughs> in, the, in the hallway. They couldn't find it, right? And the funny part is in the show, there's that one uh, black character, uh, L- Lieutenant Lamar, I think it is. Um, Lamar. <laughs> he freaks out. He's like. Oh, dude, I can't do this, man. I can't do clowns on the spaceship. Accurate. I can't do clowns. <laughs> Accurate. I like the. the oh running. yeah, <laughs> it, it was like a running joke. He was like, "I can't do clowns, man. This is this is too far." Oh, yeah. well, did they find the clown? I don't give it away. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay, so so on Star Trek Discovery, here's a th- here's a beef I have with the show, right? Um, the Klingons. So it, it seems like there's a lot of fighting with the Klingons, and Klingons seem to be pushovers. And I'm like, to be a warrior race. How are they a pushover? I feel like every time a human is coming up against a Klingon, they're super easy to kill. Are you talking about like one-on-one combat? Yeah, I'm like, oh. I'm like, one, it's a warrior race, and then two, they're they're aliens. So I would think that they would, they would have at least like a stronger uh, constitution than like a human. I don't know, like maybe not be ten times stronger, but like yeah. be two. One and a half times stronger. You know, that's well, they're losing fist fights to humans, and I'm like, I don't believe this. Oh, uh, oh, I thought you meant like. Okay, not not government structure constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no. I'm, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure the Klingon constitution that <laughs> they have the right to bear arms. They're like, oh, yeah. justice. Oh, I've been tasered into <laughs> no rights. <laughs> and I don't know if they were used to be tougher or whatever, no, but, but they're, they're not tough. But that is not my takeaway at all. And my takeaway watching Star Trek Discovery shows like they are like really tough. No, but, but I think you just gotta go with the, the idea that hey, these are the main characters of the TV show, so therefore they're gonna be better than average humans in terms of fighting and and so forth, and the luckiness they get. It. What's uh, what's the the girl's name, main character? Captain, I mean uh, uh, first, first, Michael Burnham. Yeah, she's like a hundred pound girl woman, and mm-hmm. she's over there like tossing around uh, Klingons, whatever. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm like the average Klingon should be. I don't know. They got scales or whatever. They should be like they're like alligator people. You should be tougher. You should be tougher to kill. Well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a martial arts fight between a small Asian martial artist and some big bulky muscular dude, right? The martial artist can move faster, strike a lot more times, but when the the more muscular person it's actually, one hit, yeah, lands one hit, they go flying across the room. And I've seen that in the Star Trek Discovery show mm-hmm. where the the female gets like thrown across the room when the Klingon hits them. 
but she lands like ten times more hits. It, it bugs me. I'm, I don't. Maybe I need to watch it closer or whatever. But yeah. generally speaking, I, like I'm thinking that Klingon should be able to take two phaser hits. Okay. Well, well before they get well, audience, down. tell us what you think because I think the portrayal is was okay, is okay. Oh, and, I, and I don't. So. Oh. Or boy, you could watch. So leave it. us a five star review. Oh, <laughs> put, put your baby down to sleep. <laughs> fly overseas, download <laughs> these episodes, and tell us what you think. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to subscribe to CBS All Access, but then you're oh, giving into the system, man. It's, uh, it's so terrible doing that. Yeah, I can't. Just yeah. fly overseas. It's a bad, it's a bad system. It's yeah. a bad, they'll figure it out. All right, let's see what else is going on in the world of pop culture. Taylor Swift has a new CD out. That doesn't matter. Okay, nobody, oh. cares. nobody cares. Taylor Swift. Oh, um, I'm off the Swift bandwagon. <gasps> Were you ever on it? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I know nothing now. I yeah. know nothing with pop culture. Taylor Swift. Uh, you're, you're like Jon Snow. <laughs> I know nothing. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that uh, that the Batman Harley Quinn movie. Yes. There's a movie by uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Right? That's uh, the Studio Ghibli guy. Yeah, Studio yeah. Ghibli, and it's called Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I think I've seen that. You think you've seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like why? Or how are those related? Uh, well, it's it's uh, both uh, pieces of leftist propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. No, no. I mean, I hate these things. I don't believe in these things. Capitalism's the best. I love the government. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that, you know, it, it does sound like, uh, so Poison Ivy and the Swamp Goblin are the, um, you know, they're fighting for nature, yeah. right? And they I don't know, there's, fire. obviously there's, there's, uh, I guess people that are going to try to kill nature, right? Yeah, well, just and like then Batman humans. and Harley Quinn are kind of mediate, mediators in this, right? Well, they're taking the side of capitalism. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> wait, Batman and Harley Quinn? I thought they were like they were just being like, "Yo, you took it too far, man." Well, so so like her, so uh, what's her name? Uh, Poison Ivy was trying to save the Earth by putting all of humanity at risk. Yeah. So Batman didn't really weigh in on the are humans good or bad things so much as he was like, "Hey." don't almost kill all the humans okay so he didn't really weigh in on like whether or not uh pollution is bad he was just like putting all humans at risk is bad and i tend to agree okay well <laughs> i was gonna say nausicaa in the valley when there's you know plant people and they they go after the last industrial settlements and stuff like that ah, so sounds like, like fern gully yeah it is i guess it is like fern gully and i'm on board with all of it okay yeah. minus the you know killing all humans thing oh yeah and it's, you know i'm officially on record as being anti-kill all humans mm. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, uh, you guys reading, reading any books right now? Out of curiosity, any good comic books out there, Johnny? Um, I am coming off of the high of Thor Ragnarok, which is a great movie. I'm uh, going to see it today. I think after really? I leave here. Nice, yeah. awesome. Um, so the Thor comic books are fantastic as well. As you know, there's a female Thor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the secret identity for the Thor female is oh, 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 spoiler alert coming. Three, two, one. Jane Foster. <gasps> Who could have guessed? <laughs> Who's Jane Foster? Sorry. It's a longtime girlfriend. Um, Did you see the movies? Thor. It's a uh, played by Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Portman. Oh. Like the the main character the main woman in the Thor universe. Yeah. So it's okay. like duh. Anyway, so they She's a good plot device in yeah. a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. She's good for a lot of things. <laughs> she can be my plot device. <laughs> I don't Is know that a thing? I I don't know. I think if you say anything in that voice, it comes off as kind of like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's not good. Uh, that's not right. Good. I shouldn't laugh there. I'm going to cut out that laugh. I'm just going to let you say it. This will be silence. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, guys. Anyway, so 
she is the uh, regular Thor, and now they introduce a the War Thor. Uh, and that's a uh, Odinson. Uh, no. Oh, it's a new guy. Another person. Huh. Takes up the War Thor hammer, and that hammer comes from the Ultimate Universe. Now, I'm getting really geeky now, mm-hmm. but just just know that there's two hammers out there: the normal, the normal hammer, mm-hmm. and then this. Mimi. Ul- yeah, yeah, and then the uh, Ultimate Thor hammer that's out there. That's supposed to be more powerful, but Does whoever it holds. No, it looks, totally, it looks like more of a battle axe okay. kind of thing. And whoever holds that mm. gets uh, more of a um, like angry god. So the female Thor's got, like a, got her face covered, so it was plausible. You couldn't tell who it is. Does War Thor have his face covered, too? It's covered as well. But even the normal Thor, uh, even though her face is covered, she, like when you when she transforms into the female Thor, mm. it you know, she, she gets bigger, more muscles and everything. Right, right, right. Wait, yeah. did they put a muscle suit on Natalie Portman? Well, this is a comic book. Come, oh. come, come. Okay, I'm trying to think. Natalie Portman, yeah. they're like, and she transforms, and then they have uh, that tall girl from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, Brienne. Yeah, Brienne. <laughs> and Brienne of Stark pops out. You know? So anyway, so I, I'd recommend the Thor comic book line, and I'm still kind of digging the uh, the return of the X-Men Golden Blue teams. So it's a throwback to the 90s era when they had uh, two very distinct teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check it out. So uh, I'll, I'll throw in. I'm re- I, I got, uh, what is it, Marvel Unlimited before we went on our trip and I've been reading a lot more comics as a result. So, uh, oh, that reminds me. I want to cancel my uh, subscriptions to physical comics, Johnny. Sounds good. And uh, I'll just get like number ones for black characters when they come out and I'll let you know. <laughs> no what? I'll get number ones for black characters uh, yeah, yeah. when they come out and yeah. that's all I really want. Okay. But I've been reading um, the Steve Rogers Captain America. I finished that up. Super good. Uh, and Sam Wilson Captain America was even better. And I'm going to start uh, Secret Empire. So I recommend those. Awesome. All right. That's I get, as nerdy as I feel like getting on this uh, uh-huh. yeah. okay. deal here. <laughs> and I, I think that's it. Uh, we think we put in a good show for you guys. I'm, yeah. Once again, shout out to Bo coming back. Hey. Yeah. My travel buddy, Johnny, thank you for showing me the world, helping to expand my horizons. Appreciate that, bud. Um, to you out there in podcast land, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, let us know what five you think stars. of this episode. In the text. You, but let us know you like five stars yep. <laughs> no matter what. Uh, we can be reached for, for comments or on social media. Johnny. At Finn Comics. I'm at uh, Academics, A-K-A D-I-M-I-X. Um, I don't have a Twitter handle. But you you can Oh it's show at Hunto show at Hunto Show dot com. Yeah, J U N T O show dot com. Yep. And uh yeah. So thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Great to be back. And uh, we'll see you next time on the World Famous Hunto Show. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo.